This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 22nd, episode 2645, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, welcome back, my friend. Good to Thank talk to you, you again. And good to be back. And it's uh, we had you you we had some substitutes for you last week, but they did a great job. But it's always nice to have you back. It's like okay, now I can just relax and have a good time. Don't have to think a lot. Uh, which it's because, you had a good time with them. I listened. I did. I did have fun. a good time with them, but, but yeah. for some reason, you know, we work together so long. It's it's half the amount of work when I when I have you here. It's true. It's, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's just we've done this for so long. Hey, when you left, we were doing EHV one updates. Guess what? Oh no. Uh, six horses based at Laurel Park in suburban Maryland have been shipped to quarantine off track after testing positive. One week after the track had to cancel a live race due to positive uh, tests. So uh, these horses, they had to put one down, and but these horses are apparently non-symptomatic or asymptomatic. So uh, they're just being safe. And they have four barns there now that are still in quarantine. So this that's the only one, this though. That's so, well, it says here a horse can test positive for equine herpes virus without showing any symptoms. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it, oh, this whole thing sounds like COVID. Uh, uh, we've been covered. We talked about it all last week. Wendy covered it in depth. So uh, anyway, that's the only story I have that's new for that. So that's good. Uh, I do have a story from the Olympics, though. They have okay. confirmed one that is still going on. There's that. Uh, and that there'll be no overseas spectators allowed. So I was thinking, well, wow, so cancel my tickets to Tokyo. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was thinking, well, that'll really hurt them, but uh, not so much. Uh, according to the figures, approximately four and a half million tickets to the Olympics had already been sold to Japanese residents. Oh, wow. And they figure that the overseas tickets only made up 10 to 20% of the to total ticket sales. So they're not going to miss us much. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be good. So yeah, they'll be they'll be watching by themselves over there. Uh, but it's still going on. That's the that's the positive there. Uh, speaking of places that aren't going to have spectators, uh, Kentucky Land Rover three day event won't have spectators this year, but you can get a cardboard cutout. That's right. Oh, For only $75, you can get the cardboard cut out and be put in the seats. Now, I don't know who's going to see it, but, well, TV, maybe on TV, right? I was going to say, but, like, when you are a cardboard cutout at a baseball game, you're right behind home plate, and the the cameras are pointing there all the time. So what is, you get to, like, have a cardboard cutout floating in the water jump? But if you think <laughs> about it, Thursday of dressage, there might be more cardboard cutouts than there were real people. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're right. 
Sorry. Look at this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Thursday edition of Dressage at the Kentucky Horse Park. <gasps> Hello? <laughs> one, even... one person up at the top going. <laughs> Do they sorry. pump in crowd noise for that like they did baseball too? And we're sorry if we've offended the two people that actually go to that on Thursday at the Kentucky Horse Park. You can send your hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. She's used to it. Aren't you all happy to have us back now? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's only because it's Thursday. Nobody can get off work. They're that long. They get up Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's It's fine. You know, we don't. We don't not judging you for not not because the dressage sucks on Thursday. It has nothing to do with that at all. No. On today's show, it's not going to suck. We have Auditor Alex Sherman who's coming on now. She has been doing some riding at the track, but she's just you know what were you? What were you? You were also at the track doing uh, riding. What were you? I was an exercise rider. Well, that's which what Alex is. I, yeah, I was not a jockey. I was just somebody who got on the horses and kamikaze them around the uh, the track. Well, Alex has been doing that for quite a while, and she's one of our listeners and auditors. And But there's news. This week, for the first time, she's going to try being a jockey in a real race. So she's coming on to tell us how her nerves are doing, and we're going to have her on next Monday to find out how she did. So I was so excited. She's about my this. personal hero. She's yes. amazing. Uh, we also have some question first world problems, and Deanne's going to discuss dad bills and riding into the movie set all on today's show. But it's time for some daily winnies. <laughs> We have three birthdays today. Christina Jarrell, Radley Watkins. Rad, happy birthday to you. And Jessica Troop. Jessica, who does all our art for us. So happy birthday to all three of you. Well, I have something that has really turned up the heat in our marriage um, that happened. Yeah, Can we talk about Um, this on the air? Yeah, we we can talk. I want to tell you about it. (laughs) So, um, Angela, let's see. I got to get her name right. She scribbled it so quickly. I don't know what it says. Is it Angelina Cantrell that did the yes, art? Or Angelina. Angela. Yep, yep. yep. Angelina. That's right. That's right. She's very artistic. Yes. And she did a beautiful picture of Zeus. It's like an eight by ten portrait. She painted it. She drew it. And um, it's turning up the heat in a marriage because I put it on my nightstand next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in it? Were you in this picture or was it just No, Zeus? it's just it's a beautiful I mean it looks so much like him she just drew as she painted and drew a picture of Zeus and sent it to me and so of course I framed it and put it in my nightstand and now my husband gets to wake up every morning and see me and Zeus <laughs> well post it I post she did one for uh, for us she did one of me driving scooter with oh, with Jennifer in front that. of us yeah so post your picture I'd love to see it she did a okay. great job and I will. I felt so good. Oh my gosh, she's talented. And she has a business doing it too. So if you want her to do your horse, uh, again, I'm sorry, I don't have all of this directly in front of me. Well, I did but post she... the links last week on the Horses in the Morning page. Oh, look at you. You're so, on top of it. Yep. Sorry, I was on vacation. Yep. But we posted the links. Definitely go check it out and put that over on the Horses in the Morning page too. So we can. I will. I will. And I'll find that link too it. because she's it's great. so cute. And like I said, turning up the heat in marriage. My husband just gets madder every time you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> hey do we have time to do a loser before we get into first world problems I'll let it I'll allow okay. 
man, you are one pathetic loser. Actually, there are four pathetic losers. Um, the, four animal rights activists decided in California that they would climb the gates of the Golden Gates Field racetrack in San Francisco and go out onto the race course during a race meet and lay down in the middle of the track. Now, they did it kind of artistically. They laid down in kind of a diamond shape right in the middle of the track, which caused the track have to uh, cancel some races before they got out there and dragged them off the track. Well, it's interesting because now the racetrack is suing the animal rights activists for the money that they've lost during those races. How about that? Wow. Wow. So I think that's just kind of cool that, hey, look, we're going to get back at you this time. We're not going to take it anymore. And they're suing the activists. They were from uh, a group called Direct Action Everywhere. It's not one I've ever heard of, but uh, they have now. uh, Now, is it wrong of me? Be honest, okay? Is it wrong of me to have the thought that maybe they should have ran the race anyway with them that laying is there. The exact first thing I thought of. <laughs> but I mean, Are obviously we horrible humans or but what? Like, <laughs> you know what? If I was in the crowd, be like, Hey, you want to go grab a leg? All right, I'll do that. And you go out there and you got there with some of your buddies and you grab their feet and you pull them off. I just saw them lay. I saw the picture of them for overhead laying there in the middle of the track. And I thought, you know what would get them off the track? 12 horses thundering down towards them. That's what would <laughs> know, get them right? off the track. But you know what? It would cause problems for the horses. So That's it, true. Know. Yeah. And there would probably have been a wreck. And then, then they would have been all mad because, you know, there'd been horses hurt. So, but that was my first thought. And I did feel bad about myself for about two seconds. Yeah, I know. For a split second, I was like, oh, we should do it. And then I was like, oh, for a split second, I felt bad. And then, I'm, then I moved no on. No judging at home. You were all thinking the same thing. <laughs> I thought about it. Then I felt bad. And then I moved on. We're done. <laughs> do we have time for some a question first world problems? Why not? All right, let's do it. Hey, before I do that, I have exciting news, exciting news. And this involves you. Oh boy. So my exciting news is they lowered the age to age 50 here that we could get our vaccines in Florida. And my brother on the ball got found that they had they had opened it up early, a day early. So we got we got our appointments and we didn't have to wait in line. So I have we have our appointments for Thursday to get our first is this vaccine. The one shot or the doubles? This, the we double have to do the double. So I'll get it now and then I get the other one right before my birthday in April. But this means that we had talked about doing a test trip uh, so that we could see if all systems are working for the big trip. And we had talked about coming out to your place, but it looks like we can make that work for the oh, test trip. Oh, yay. I'm so thrilled. Come out and Woo-hoo. see you. So yay. I knew you'd be exciting. Excited. Thrilled. Can't wait. It's time for the <laughs> weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. I'm just. Thrilled. Jennifer said you better have something to ride. So make sure you keep something around. I got to get something trained. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of, did you see uh, yesterday I decided that both my babies were two and they both got their first surf singles. Miles, the Andalusian, and Stan Lee, the Oldenburg, both got their first surf singles on yesterday. I saw that. God, they're good looking horses, too. Oh, my God. I really did well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's so pretty. <laughs> it's amazing. An Andalusian is good looking. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, well, it's amazing if you breed a really nice mare to an incredibly nice Grand Prix dressage stallion. What'd you get? Now, which one was the one you brought at the auction, a sight unseen? Yeah, that's Risking Miles, your marriage. The Andalusian, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. we, we were doing taxes yesterday and he's like, how much did he cost? I'm like, move past it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I mean, seriously, yesterday, Sunday's tax day. He's like, wait, he costs how much? I'm like, get, get, get over it. He's worth a lot more. He's an investment right. in my happiness. Right. In our marriage. He's an investment in our marriage. Yes. <laughs> I'll get a portrait of him for the nightstand too. <laughs> um, okay. So these uh, first world problems came from our listeners who were kind enough to let us know the drama that they have in their life. And they're, com- they're coming from our auditors. And if you have first world problems that you need to share, how can they become auditors, Glenn? You just go to horseradionetwork.com, the website, scroll down to the right-hand side of the page, and you'll see an auditor banner right there for as little as $3 a month. You can do it, too. All right. Well, let's start with Haley. Poor Haley. She said, I saved up for ages and finally purchased my very own Beamer blanket. And those are not cheap. And it was supposed to be a Friday, but now I have to wait until Monday. (laughs) I've got a child that's currently waiting on a $10 $10 toy to come in on Amazon. And it's like, it's like it <laughs> every day. Christmas. Is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it here yet? Is it here yet? Babe, we ordered it two days ago. It's a two day. Anyway, it's supposed to come today. What did we do uh, when it was always four to six weeks delivery? Remember the TV commercials? It was always four to six weeks. And you had to, to order it. Yes. Fill out a sheet and mail it in. Even a catalog. <laughs> it was four to six weeks. <laughs> yes. I know the world's changed. Uh, Andrew says, I took my horses to a vaccine clinic on Saturday to save on vet costs, but then I didn't have time to ride. I didn't know they did that. Like dogs. I knew they did that for dogs. I didn't know they did for horses. I didn't either, but it makes sense. Wendy, that's what Wendy does. She loves it. She does it for dogs. And that's the only vetting, you know, she does some vetting during the week, but she works weekends doing that. Loves it. Oh, wow. That's cool. Well, she says she's not on call. She doesn't have to. Oh. (laughs) She, have to be she sees the dog once and they're out. <laughs> Diane says, um, this one is from her horses and the horses say, our names are Xena and Magnum and Apollo. And the days are like getting longer, but the barn staff keeps bringing us in at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish my life was like that because I just, you know what child you're eating dinner at seven 30, eight o'clock. Like if it, it just seems to be that no, when it gets dark, we come in. And that's not good when you have a kid who has to get up for school. Um, Michelle says that I'm looking for an OTTB and there are too many good rescues with too many great horses to narrow down the possibilities. And she was looking at one from horse and hound, but Michelle, I have a better one. Send me a message. Uh, Carissa says my lessons have been so good lately, you guys, but there are no horse shows to like go show off. (laughs) She must live up North. (laughs) Uh, Danielle says, I'm getting my first vaccine. Oh, just like you, Glenn. She says, I'm getting my first vaccine on Tuesday. So I get to work remotely, but I won't have time to work the horses that day. <laughs> it only takes 10 to- minutes to get the vaccine. Quick shot. You're out. By the way, now they have the one and done. I know. And but I think you I'm don't get much. That. You don't get, you don't really get to pick. I, I found that the Johnson and Johnson one, the one and done one, uh, wasn't really available in a lot of places. Yet, yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want two. You're gonna hold out. I want the one. one. <laughs> I, I only want one. I, it's, it's, it's really emotional for me to get a vaccine. Um, Hillary says somehow I'm the one at the bar. It hurts for a while. I mean, it hurts. The, it's not the hurting afterwards. It's the hurting before it. 
like the all dread. the emotional stress. Yeah, you it's know, emotional after stress having like going to the dentist. You know, it's so funny because needles don't bother me anymore after having a intern try and get an IV in me and all that time took four times jabbing my arm and winding it around in there. So, you, <laughs> so that doesn't bother you now? No, no, I don't. It's like, oh, I don't care. Poke me, whatever. <laughs> uh, drawing blood is fine. I'm fine with that. As a pregnant woman who was over 35, I got blood drawn every week. Oh, but yeah, you did. sticking yeah. me with something, I don't know. I get nervous. Um, it's okay to somehow, take it out. Just don't put it in. <laughs> and, and I'm happy to vaccinate dogs and horses. I'm like, I kind of like it. And here we go. Uh, somehow I'm the one at the barn, says Hillary, that pulled the ride this new mare that's been off a little while card. And did I mention that all the horses of the Spring Sillies by train are trying to kill me? <laughs> Do you know what was worse? She reminded me. What was worse was I had to get shots in my belly while I was in the hospital. That was Ew. awful. That was Did bad. you have rabies? Like yeah, they had every day, what? twice a day. Nurses will know what it was. I don't even know what it was for, but I had to get shots in my belly. It was like, ugh. Sharon, I feel you, but I feel you on the opposite side because this is uh, my husband has to do this. Sharon says, so I got this stretch of electric fence working perfectly this winter. And then we had to take it down to fix our backyard fence. And then I got it working again. And then my husband knocked it down trimming trees today. And now I have to <laughs> fix it a third time. Well, let me tell you, your husband is me and I, you are Chad because <laughs> I mean that dude. What did and, you and do? You ran the four wheeler through it, didn't you? No, what happened was all the horses in their blankets. They're like, we can uh, take it. That's true. <laughs> and we have one mare that just Take like, her the blanket. The easier it care. is to crash it. <laughs> we have the borders mare and she's like, uh, just, she's like a linebacker. <laughs> she's like, I got this, you guys. Do you use tape or wire? Uh, tape. Tape. Yeah. Big wide tape. And they still um, do it with the tape? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Electric but they had blankets just on. just sucks when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, but it's when the wood prices went up, that's how we had well, to do it. that's true, yeah. Um, Robin says, after three baths, she has a giant white perch on, by the way. After three freaking baths, my white horse is still freaking yellow. <laughs> she posted a picture and it looks like a Palomino. Oh, <laughs> she probably had Lord a wedding help. too. And for some reason, the wedding people want the horse white, not yellow. No, they yeah. don't want a yellow horse. They <laughs> didn't hire a buckskin. Yeah. Um, Allison says, we sold our horse in the city, so now I have new money for tack. But I don't need anything, so I might just have to buy another horse. <laughs> that <laughs> that solves me. the problem. You're like my best friend. That's like the best idea But ever. then she'll get a horse, and it won't be the same size as the tack. You won't. No, it of course. And then she has to buy it. That's the whole point, Glenn. You have to get a new horse, horse to be able to get all new stuff. Get in so much trouble with us. Um, my name is Rosie and, uh, from Michaela, it's her horse. Uh, my name is Rosie and my mom moved me to a new facility where she feels more welcomed, but now she comes out to harass me even more. <laughs> a picture of a horse with like a tarp on its head. <laughs> um, Carrie and Carrie again, you're my spirit animal. I drank too much champagne after my dressage lesson while watching everybody else have their dressage lessons. And then instead of being productive afterwards, I had to take a nap. Where the hell does day she do dressage? Day <laughs> drinking and me, are, it's like insta sleep. It's just um, put me on the couch. Jennifer, two. two drinks. That's it. Done. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Celeste says, after years of health problems, my gelding finally seems to be staying sound, but now he's grumpy because he doesn't want to be ridden in the ring. He thinks it's boring. <laughs> Is that Celeste, Virginia Celeste? Yes. Yes. I mean, she is how long we've been on since we've been on the show. Her horse has had health problems. 
Yeah. And well, he, apparently Celeste. he's now having emotional problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, they're getting a lot of rain in Australia. And Amy says there was an online sale for rain sheets and winter blankets. And they had really nice colors. And I stocked up on my horse's size. So obviously I ordered her one. And then it came with the rain. And um, we're in the midst of it. And my, my, my rug hasn't even arrived yet. So she said she had to go out and buy one. And all they had was boring colors. <laughs> Let's talk about Australia for a second. Did you see the picture one of Australian listeners posted today of the rain? The, the, the spiders? Yes. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I can't talk. I can't. Let's just say that Australia, oh my God, I don't know how you people live there. <laughs> just, but we were thinking about you in the rain. Oh my God. And that, uh, I read about the rain right after I read a story yesterday morning that said they're being overrun in parts of Australia with mice. And they were hoping for torrential rains to kill the mice. Well, you got it. <laughs> there you go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's torrential rain. Okay. They're just getting all, you know what all those mice will do? Just go into my tack room. <laughs> um, Chelsea says, I started a diet a couple days ago. Nothing outrageous, but I literally had to double my own horse's food at feeding time for him. And I'm feeling no solidarity at all. <laughs> Elizabeth says, Today is going to be so beautiful with a high of 61. And my mare just pulled a shoe. <laughs> you can uh, ride with three. It's okay. We have time for a couple more. One more. One more. I got to. I got to do Kimberly. <laughs> Kim says, "Last weekend, I used my friend's new SUV to pick up her new horse, and her expedition is so nice. And I like loved the backup camera. And this weekend, I had to hook up my truck and trailer without camera assistance. Life is hard." <laughs> did use a backup camera once and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> what, what this people have this. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's amazing. We have one on the back of our RV on the back of the camper. And that is so nice because you can see who's coming up behind you and around you. You can, you can see everything. You can see the tree branch you're about to take your, your RV out with. It's all perfect. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. Well, uh, today's show is brought to you by Kevin Equine. Before we get to our first guest, a fall in section of fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. Aside from a headache and repair bill, it might also allow your horses out and other creatures in. A fence is not unlike the intestinal barrier in this way. It needs to be strong and functional to keep the good bugs in and the bad bugs out. But what happens when you have a down section of fence or loosened tight junctions in the gut lining? Holes or leaks in your intestinal barrier known as leaky gut syndrome can result in various health and welfare problems. It's not a small problem. Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses, but there's something you can do about it. Good nutrition and attention to gut health can help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nutrient absorption, and positive attitude. For optimal health, ensure your feed includes Clostat, Butaprol Z, EQ, and Chemtrace Chromium from Kemin Equine. Learn more at Kemin.com slash leaky gut. That's K-E-M-I-N.com slash leaky gut. Very good. Let's give our auditor, Alex Sherman, a call and talk to her about her nerve-wracking week. I feel like I know Alex Sherman because she has been an auditor and a listener for so long. And I kind of have a little bit of a girl crush on her because she is doing the job that I wish I could keep doing all of my entire life, but I only did it when I was young and crazy. And that is, she is an exercise writer at the track, but just to one up everybody in the world, she decided to take it a step farther. And now she is going to ride in her own races. Oh my gosh, Alex Sherman. Good morning. Good morning. 
thank you for joining us. Tell us about your your kind of career here at the track and what track you're at. Um, so right now we are at Turfway. Um, I actually just got off my last horse about five minutes ago. Um, and we'll be here for actually about another week. And then we'll move over to across the river to Belterra, um, which is in Ohio. Gotcha. So you're at Turfway Park. Do you work for one particular trainer or lots of trainers? Um, so I, I technically what they call freelance. So I kind of hop around from barn to barn and get on, you know, horses for probably about five or six different trainers. Um, but then my husband is also a trainer. So we have a string of about six or seven horses of our own. So I, I get those as well as, you know, make extra money on the side, getting on for other people too. So as an exercise rider, you kind of go from, you know, you, you, you're basically hired to hop on this horse. You'd follow the instructions of the trainer and then you hop off and you go to your next one. So you've kind of got a good schedule going now. What, what made you decide that you wanted to take it a little further? Well, so I kind of started, um, actually when I first started listening to you guys, hold on, there's an airplane going by. Um, we, I actually worked at an office um, downtown Cincinnati for an insurance company. And, you know, we had the racehorses that we were doing on the side, and I was just miserable sitting in an office and not being, you know, with the horses. Mm-hmm. So after five years of working there, I kind of took the jump and was like, well, I guess I'll sink or swim and headed to the racetrack and started kind of going around, um, you know, from barn to barn to see if anybody would ride me in the morning. Um, and, you know, I was given a lot of chances and opportunities, which was fantastic. And, you know, being, I'm 4'11", so I'm actually smaller than a lot of the jockeys around here. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, you know, everybody was like, you know, are you going to ride? Are you going to ride? And I was like, well, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I want to feel comfortable. And uh, about over this past summer was when I was, you know, working out of the gate enough and working enough horses that, um, you know, I, I felt like I, I was comfortable that, I, you know, that was that was the path I wanted to go. And it, it's one of those kind of adrenaline junkie things that once you go fast, you know, it's there's nothing like it. So you want more. Um, so over the winter, I've been, you know, working um, with, you know, some other the journeyman riders and and breaking out of the gate and, um, you know, doing doing what I needed to do to get approved. And I got the OK last week to get named on some mounts. So I have three mounts this week um you when you get approved they they want you to ride three races before you can actually get your apprentice license like they're called probationary races okay um so that's what i have this week and luckily because it's the last week of racing here at turfway um if i didn't get my three mounts this week i would have had to have gone down to keeneland or churchill um to go Oof. down there as in ohio it would have started all over again so when I uh, say I'm the, I'm the better and I'm looking at the program, does it tell me that that's your jockey, your status? Yes. So if you look um, at the program, they like, I don't know if you've ever heard apprentice riders called bug riders. Yeah. Um, but the, so where that bug came from is in the program, there's an asterisk next to my name. Well, there's actually three. Um and that's what they call in a program. It looks like there's a bug on your name, so that's where the term "bug rider" came from. Um, but I it'll didn't know say that. like, yeah, yep. Huh. And uh, 
So that asterisk, in Kentucky, you have three weight allowances. So I get a 10-pound weight allowance since I'm, I don't have five wins yet. So I get three stars next to my name. Now, once I get five wins, those stars will go to two stars, and I'll get a seven-pound allowance. And then once you hit 33 wins, it drops to a five-pound allowance, and I would have one star next to my name. So explain the I, – I don't, I'm not sure I understand the, the pound allowance. What does that mean? So, um, you know, if you look at a program, it'll next to the jockey's name, it'll say like 120. So that 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 horse is carrying 120 pounds total between rider and everything but your vest and your helmet is carrying 120 pounds. Well, for apprentice riders to give a little more incentive to trainers to maybe give them a shot, they give them pound allowances. So I will carry 10 pounds less than uh. what my was originally assigned so like on friday my horse was originally assigned 120 pounds to carry but my 10 pound weight knocks it down so i carry 110 pounds oh god i gotta ask and she's probably weighs 49 pounds so she has to add 60 anyway so so. well i'm saying like to to make that they put lead you know they do the lead in the in the saddle pads but as a bug rider at 411 is that a weight challenge for you or is that something that you're going to knock it out of the park? Um, so I weighed myself yesterday and I was at one Oh four. Um, and typically <laughs> see if I had asked that question, I'd have been in trouble. See, you could no, ask yeah, that you question. I couldn't ask. ask that question. No, being on the racetrack, you, you're used to getting asked your weight all the time. So you, if you're a woman, you better get used to it. If you're going to ride, <laughs> um, but I, typically, like, your your saddle and everything weighs in about four pounds, um, you know. And, and there is, you know, like, if I don't, for example, weigh in right at 110, um, typically up to five pounds over, um, the trainer, it's at the trainer's discretion. So if I came in and weighed in at, like, 112, um, you know, the trainer could go ahead and ride me, and then they would just announce to the betting public that, you know, horse number four is two pounds overweight. <gasps> That's embarrassing. <laughs> well, Friday, my husband's the trainer, so he better let me ride if I'm overweight. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've got it. Uh, they're going to add two pounds to you. That is awesome. Okay, so let's talk about the, uh, I mean, so when I was an exercise rider, I, I could ride, but I had to learn from other exercise riders who kind of took me under their wing and taught me how to do this. Now, have you spent a lot of time with some other jockeys who are helping you? Yeah, so I, I really have to say, for the most part, um, everybody in the racetrack, if you're willing to, to ask, listen, and learn, they're more than willing to help you. Um, and, and in order to get my approval, um, part of that process, I had to work out of the gate with three journeyman riders. So three veteran riders had to work out of the gate and say that, um, you know, they were confident that, that I was, you know, um, able to handle, handle the situation and, and was good to ride. And, and like I said, they've been everything, you know, everybody's been so helpful, um, between them, the, you know, the officials, the guys and the, the ballots and everything. So, um, you know, I, I, am one of those, even when I first came to the track, I, you know, I had an idea cause the guy that I grew up riding with was an old race tracker. So, you know, I had a little, a little more information going into it than, you know, just like a regular, you know, show rider would coming onto the track. But, um, you know, my mentality was, you know, if somebody's willing to give me information, I'm, I'm ready and willing to, you know, listen and learn as much as I can. 
Yeah, Alex. Now, I mean, I feel like you're pointing the finger at the regular show rider who walks onto the track because that was kind of me. But I had a very extensive background because I read every single one of Walter Farley's Black Stallion books. So I pretty much knew everything. (laughs) So let's let's talk a little bit about the emotion of your first race. Are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you ready to get it over with? Or is it something that you're it's just like a monumental thing or not a big deal? Um, well, so up until Saturday, I was, I was nervous more so to try to get those three starts. Like I told you, um, you know, because, uh, when for each race day, there's in, we get a condition book that have all the races in there and there are about 20 races for them to pick from, to, to run on a particular day and they can only run eight races. So for me, you know, I, I basically had two days to find three, to get on three horses to enter and for those horses, those races to be chosen. And if there's more than 12 entries, um, for those horses to be picked to go in there. So that was a a bit, yeah, that was a bit, um, chaotic on, on Friday and Saturday, but I don't know. I'm kind of to the point now where I'm a little just anxious to get it over with, you know, like not in a bad way, but just, you know, to, to get my feet wet and get it, you know, get it under my belt. Um, I'm sure I'll probably be pretty nervous the day of and, and in the post parade, but, um, you know, I, I broke them from the gate, especially with company so many times that once you're in there and you're loaded and the gates open, you know, it kind of is a bit instinct just takes over and you, you just go, you know. Oh, my God, my stomach. Just hearing you talk about that, I have butterflies in my stomach for you. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, what, what what's the race? I want to watch you on TVG. OK, so when can I see it? <laughs> When's it happening? Um, so the first one is Thursday at it's 745, like Eastern time, um, at Turfway park, it'll be race number four. Um, I'm in the one hole, so I'll be the first one that you'll see coming out of the gate. <laughs> What's your horse's name? So his name is snoring Barth. Um, wait, what? Or <laughs> snoring Barth. Like B-A-R-F? B-A-R-T-H. Okay. Bar- okay. Barth. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> We did not name him, by the way. <laughs> Snoring Bars. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's, I'll be honest, you know, he breaks good and he, you know, but he's not really turfway quality. So he's, he's more, you know, given, taking one for the team to get me my first mount. So it probably won't be too exciting um, on him. But on then on Friday, um, again, the same 745 race four. Um, and then I'm also in the last race, race eight, which goes off, I think at like nine 40, um, Eastern. And those two horses have a bit, a bit more of a shot to kind of be up in there. So, uh, okay. What are their names? I need to know. <clears throat> so the race number four on Friday is big lemon. <laughs> <laughs> you got some winner names here, girl. <laughs> I mean, but we always said that horses do the opposite of their name. If you name them graceful, they're going to be goofy. So Lemon sounds like it could be like the the winner. But who names their horse Big Lemon? A big, pretty thing. He's gorgeous. Like, he's going to be my next, like, because I, you know, I I still do the the show horses on the side, but he's going to be my next, like, dressage horse because he's gorgeous. But, Uh um, yeah. That's (laughs) cool. Do what? That's cool. That'll be like a good story. Like it was like your second mount and your first ever race and you like adopt him off the track and then he becomes like a show jumper and you win a million dollars and save the family farm. Oh my God, it's a movie. (laughs) Okay. And and what's the third horse's name? The third horse's name is Dice Man. 
Um, and hey. he, he's actually, he's actually um, kind of cool because I, last year, um, he was a three-year-old and hadn't started yet, and we got him. And I actually got did all his gate work last year. Um, so he's kind of been my little my little project pony for the past year. Um, he's not super fast, but he tries, and you know he he's honest. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! Snoring Barth, Big Lemon, and Dice Man. Yeah, it's going to be a good week for you, Alex. I'm super thrilled. Uh, where can everybody go to follow your adventures? Um, so I do post a lot on on my own personal Facebook page. Um, it's public, and you know, pretty much if anybody has a, a, a picture profile picture with a horse in it i'll accept your friend request <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> so um yeah i post a lot on that um and uh i mean if you don't like the races will be on tvg but there's also a couple other apps that um you know you can download and, and watch the races live too so hey i just went on to big lemons equibase uh and here it says jockey alexandra sherman look at you <laughs> That's so You're cool. Oh my gosh. My girl crush is more solidified than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. You're going to come on next Monday and let us know how it went, right? Yes, as long as I'm alive, it, it'll be good. Okay. Hey, <laughs> we'll count on that. going to take care of you, okay? <laughs> no, I know. It'll be good. I, I, we're ready. We're good luck. Yay. Yay. Thank you, guys. We're rooting All for right. you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. She'll be fine. Big Lemon will take care of her. I mean, Dice Man, come on. Now, the trainer and owner of Justin Sherman, I wonder if that's her significant other. Yeah, that's her husband. She's just... Yeah. And a breeder was Calumet Farm. How about that? Look at that. She's going to be fine. She'll be fine. Although, it's risky naming your horse Big Lemon. (laughs) I mean, right? (laughs) It is risky. There were some names there. I go by names, and she got some winners. I thought she said barf, like throwing up barf. So my son is in, I thought it was snoring Bart, like Bart Simpson. I went with barf. You went with Bart. (laughs) (laughs) Snoring barf. (laughs) Okay. So we all know the drunk person or two that's done that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right we're gonna go to deanne next from horse nation she's gonna come on and join us and has a couple of stories for us like she usually does on mondays and i did want to mention to the auditors that there will be no post show today because i have to go he's going no on a trip show today sorry about that you you're gonna have debbie here with you on wednesday I will. And Dr. Seaman. So it's going to be fun. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Hey, Deanne, how are you? Good morning. How are you? Good. You sound terrific this morning. Well, that's good because I was very excited because I got our boxes back from where they've been stored. I found my microphone. I brought it with me today to use and I just kind of grabbed it with the cable that was next to it. And it's the wrong cable. <laughs> so I just spent the last 10 minutes frantically trying to like find another cable, but I'm not at home. So I'm just still on my headphones and whatever microphone. Well, next week, next time yes. we'll have you <laughs> on the right one. Well, of course, Deanna's is here from Horse Nation and we have to play this. It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories. Or just some silly nonsense. Let's go with silly nonsense today. How about that, Deanne? 
Always. Okay. <laughs> you did an article or somebody did an article called Pony Dad Bills, Bills, Bills. And, yes. Uh, that should be Pony Dad or Husband Bills, Bills, Bills. Either one. Well, or, or owner or <laughs> anyone involved in yes. horses. That's right. You know. <laughs> Rider, child, anybody. <laughs> anybody. Anybody so, with a wallet. So what was the article about uh, that we couldn't so, guess? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no. So the Pony Dad series is a blog written by, I think we've discussed him before. He's a Danish blog who's relatively new to Horse Nation. He's um, submitting a piece once a month. Um, and he's written, you know, he's he's blogging about his experience as he's been introduced to the horse world. Um, and so this one, he's talking about the bills and how he was not quite expecting the um, extent of the bills. And one of my favorite parts in this piece is where um, they're, ha- they're having dinner guests over. And they're sitting around and they're discussing and the dinner guest daughter does gymnastics and the families are commiserating over the cost of their children's respective hobbies. And, and, you know, the pony dad, um, Thomas, um, Bell Peng here, Pel Vang, sorry. He's like, you know, he's like, I felt like we found these kindred spirits and they totally understood where we were, where we were coming from. He goes, then we realized they were talking about the cost per year and we were talking about the cost per month. He was like, <laughs> oops. He goes, I didn't feel the need to enlighten them. We just <laughs> let them believe that it was the yearly cost. That's funny. And true. <laughs> right? You know, they buy one outfit, two outfits a year, <laughs> and then the cost of travel. Well, and, and I lo- and he, I love that he goes. I've also learned now that one bridle and four polos isn't enough, even though the horse only has one head and four legs. <laughs> <laughs> is there right. any sport that's as expensive as this that kids are into that you know, we can think of? Is, hockey is pretty expensive, and I don't say that with much knowledge, but I feel like people who yeah, but once you buy your skates hockey. and stuff, hold on. Now, my niece is a cheerleader for her high school, and they are also a competitive team. And they just did a fundraiser where they needed money to purchase. Now, they're they're like they're going to Worlds, okay, in Florida, and it's like a really big deal. And um, they were asking people to help purchase their like warm up outfits, and they have like practice outfits to practice in, and then they have the real one. Their practice outfit was one hundred and fifty dollars. There's like, no material to a cheerleading outfit. And it's literally <laughs> a, exactly like a tiny, it's, tiny it's like tank top. Spandex and, and glitter. Yeah. <laughs> we can do and, that and for less. <laughs> thousands of dollars to get this child to go down to. Uh, by the way, I understand what horse show parents go through because they went to Florida already once, like two, two weeks ago or something. And my in-laws flew all the way down there, climbed into the stands three and a half minutes. And then went up. <laughs> the hard part it. is you got to watch the eighty five hundred other kids before yours. Yeah, that's that. That would be really helpful, <laughs> right? And, and, and yeah, I feel like I feel like all the gymnastics companies or not gymnastics cheerleading companies got together and were like, "Look, if we just price all of our clothes at this much, like we're all going to make money." <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right. We'll all join together and raise the prices. And I feel like. You know, like there are some things that you can buy used and things like that. I don't know that a cheerleading practice outfit is one of those things. Like that's pretty personal. Like when I coached volleyball, like, right, I coached for a public high Okay, they truly don't wear much anymore. Yeah, no, they don't. I didn't coach beach. I coached indoor. Come on. But like the, the school had to provide uniforms, right? Like that's part of it. And 
And we technically had spandex that we provided. And I was like, look, girls, I will give you school issued spandex. But like, I don't know, man, I would go buy my own if I were you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it needs to be black and it needs to have a four inch inseam. Go get your own spandex. (laughs) You're on your own. If you want to wear somebody else's, more power okay. to you. But I still, all of this said, I still think horses is the most. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I still can't come up with any that has the constant expense like this. If you have any, if you let us know, you can email us. If you have a kid that's doing something you think is more expensive than horses, let us know. We want to know. And here's, here's why I was saying hockey, though. It's like hockey, it's not like you can just do it locally. Like, I feel like if you do hockey with any sort of, like... I don't know, with any sort of intent, you're traveling all the time. Like yeah. people Unless move you live in Canada, right? Where there's a rink right, right. around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like people definitely like move places to play for the winter. Yeah. Right. Just like they move to Florida to ride horses. Well, right. Let us true. know. If right. you have kids that do multiple things and one of them's horses, and uh, we want to hear the comparison. So let us know. That'd be fun to hear. <laughs> All right. So what about Paramount Ranch? This is fascinating. I didn't know this. This is uh, Paramount Ranch in, uh, is it Orgora Hills, California? Yeah, L.A. Just go with L.A. L.A. Okay. <laughs> so what's the story? So, okay. So we, I've been trying to get my freelancers to submit kind of a hitting the trails series. And it stemmed from one of my freelancers, Marcella, who has, who has been writing about the various places that she's written and it's popular. And a lot of the, a lot of our readers see it and are like, Oh, I'll go try that if they live in the area. So my, um, I have one of my writers, Jessica Fox, and she lives in Los Angeles and I've seen her pictures of her riding in the Hollywood Hills and things like that. And I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, you ride in some really cool places. Like, why don't you write a piece for us? And so I think she'll probably be doing another, but this is the first one in this series that she submitted. And you can go ride at Paramount Ranch, which is where they film like Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, Westworld, and a bunch of other things. Um, and you can, I believe you can trailer in your own horses, but the issue is there's not really like a good place to camp. So unless you live within shouting distance of that, you know, it may not be totally ideal, or you can do one of their guided trail rides, um, which is what she and her husband did for this one. And you can ride through Paramount Ranch in, um, you know, in the hills above L.A. That is so cool. It says that it's part of the Santa Monica Mountains National Recreation Area, and it's the largest urban national park in the U.S. and the world. 500 miles of trails, including the Paramount Ranch. Yeah, and it's it's cool. I mean, you can if you're a TV or movie buff, you can see where a lot of your favorite things are filmed. Um, I know that there are some issues because portions of it have burned, as things are want to do in California. <laughs> um, so you have definitely have to like check in on what's available and where you can get at various times. But yeah, it's like, it looks like this really cool place to ride. And I'm like, Ooh, next time I go home, I might have to uh, book myself a trip. And it looks like they're going to be putting in a campground. It's called the Ronald Reagan equestrian campground. So yes, Ronald Reagan must have filmed a bunch area. of his movies here. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, we do have the Ronald Reagan library and things like that. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. That's neat. That's cool. Who knew you could ride in a movie set? Right. Only in California can you ride on a movie set like that. Well, that's very cool. And, of course, there's a ton of other good articles. Go to horsenation.com. That's where you can find them all. Um, and you guys also had the article that I stole today for my opening news about the no foreign spectators at the Tokyo Olympics. So we covered that today. Uh, so did you lose a lot of money on your tickets, Dan? 
to, to oh you. tons of money i clearly yeah. was booked yeah i knew i knew that <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's not that's one of those hard things right like i totally don't blame them like it's a absolutely a smart and safe choice but, but uh, I don't know for me, maybe I'm just goofy this way because I live on the East Coast. But, you know, it seems doable. Like I could go to the Olympics in London. I could go to Olympics in Spain. I could go to the Olympics in Brazil. But going to the Olympics in Tokyo just seems like two worlds away. Right. Doesn't it? It, it, it does. <laughs> but I mean, I guess if you're like going to the Olympics and you're spending that much anyway. Yeah. What, what's what's Tokyo as yeah. opposed to London? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's because it's so culturally different and everything. It just does seem so different, you know? Yeah, yeah, it really does, which would actually make it a really cool trip, just maybe not this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not this year. But at least they're still talking about having it, so there's Right, that. right, so yeah. we'll see. All right, Dan, thanks a bunch. We'll sure thing, Dan. We'll next time. Okay, bye. HorseNation.com is where you can find that. I was looking at the Paramount Ranch that you could ride on, and and I did think of one other place that maybe Deanne should get sent to to be able to write an article, and that is to Hawaii. They have that huge ranch where they filmed like all of the Jurassic Parks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Lost and all the things, and you can actually ride around there, too. You have to rent some horses. You don't get to take your own to Hawaii. We're, we're watching a YouTube special on some people who rented an RV and went around New Zealand. And, of course, you see a lot of familiar places there. Uh, so that's been fun. to All of New Zealand looks like a movie set. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> the whole thing looks like a movie set. It's crazy. It's crazy there. Uh, one of the places I'd like to go sometime, except some of the bridges are pretty crazy in New Zealand. I'm not sure. I have to hide under the seat and let Jennifer drive. Well, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, did we have anything else we wanted to get to today? I think we got it. We you got need it. to get going. You, yeah, you're heading gonna, on vacation. Yeah, we're going to go off for, for a couple days camping. And, so uh, I know what I want to do right now is I want to take the time to read the entirety of Black Beauty. So please <laughs> have a seat. Yeah, okay, good. We did that <laughs> once before. You can go back and find it somewhere in the archives. Uh, although the sound wasn't very good on those days. So we need to do it again. Oh, Who's yeah. with me? I thought we did have permission to read another book, but I can't remember what it was. I can't remember either. I can't. <laughs> Should you good Black, Black Beauty again it is. Then. And tomorrow we'll be off. There's a dark day. So what's happening now is the fourth Tuesday of the month. We've been dark the last couple of months. But starting next month, Horse Illustrated is beginning their episodes. <laughs> so Horse Illustrated will start next month on the fourth Tuesday, which means all of our Tuesdays and Thursdays are taken now. That's great. So the will be tomorrow. No show tomorrow. Uh, Debbie and Jamie will be here on Wednesday. Wednesday Kayla will be Dr. here on Thursday with sales, and then yeah. I'll be back Friday, and we'll 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 do some uh, really bad ads and maybe give away some prizes too. So yay! So get in your time. ads, people. Get in your ads. Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Thanks, everybody. All right, Spain Neuter Gal. Everybody have a good day. 